Hey, y'all, and welcome to the All Caught Up Pays episode. I am talking to business coach and content creation queen, Sydney DeLucci, and we are talking all about how to create a wildly you business. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how you can turn the rule following and shoulds and woulds into being a effing cheetah. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the All Caught Up Podcast. I'm Kelly Hayes-Smith, productivity specialist and transformation coach. If you are a fempreneur who's ready to ditch the overwhelm, stop playing catch-up, and create a game plan to rock your biggest goals, well, you're in the right place. Each week, we'll be chatting work-life balance, productivity tips and strategies, and how to keep all the balls in the air without feeling like the whole world's spinning. Are you ready to put your feet on the floor? Let's get started. Do you feel like you are chasing your tail? Your week is crazy. You don't know how you're going to get it done. And come Friday, you're just a frazzled, hot mess. Maybe you need some structure, organization, and intentionality to your weeks. I am going to teach you exactly how to do that. Next month in June of 2021, I am hosting a workshop all about creating a purposeful, intentional week. I'm going to teach you how to use your core four priorities to structure your week, manage your time, and be all caught up. I'd love to have you. So click on the link in these show notes and get on the wait list so you can get all caught up. Sydney, welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I know we were supposed to do this a long time ago and then I took a little break and, but, um, so you, you know, I was on your podcast. Um, you're also my business coach. We won't hide <laughs> that fact. Um, massive fan and also like one of my great friends. So I am thrilled that you're here today. Um, you want to share a little bit about you? Yeah. So, Hey y'all, I am Sydney DeLucci. I am a content consultant and creative business coach for entrepreneurs. And I help you hack the system to create clear, consistent, confident content. And by a way of a process that fits your life and your goals. And we're going to dive into like what this really means in this episode. So I think that's all I'm going to leave it at for today <laughs> from my intro. I love that. I have a two-year-old daughter, Amelia. My office is right underneath her room when we're recording right now. So she just gets to listen to mommy record a podcast. And yeah, I live in North Carolina. What else? What else? Oh, I'm slightly colorblind. <laughs> I watch Grey's Anatomy at least once a year. What other funny facts do we want to know about me? First off, the colorblind thing. I cracked up when you put on your story the other day. Is this green or is it my navy? I'm like, oh my gosh, because when you put green, I was like, oh, that looks good. It's green and gold. And then you were like, I didn't mean to put that as green. So that's the like, only way I knew. Yeah, the only way I knew is I was like, this seems a little bit too warm for my color scheme. Like, why is this feeling warm? And then somebody was like, yeah, that's like a greenish teal. What are you doing? <laughs> so like question about the colorblind thing before we dig into this. <laughs> like do, do other things look different colors to you than they do everybody else? 
So I don't have like the traditional red green color blind problem. It's more like hues that are similar in saturation I have difficulty with. So some purples and browns I have a hard time with, blues and greens, some oranges and reds are hard. So it's like ones that are kind of close to each other. So I worked with a surgeon who they didn't even know that his son was colorblind until he was like seven or eight. And they said something about peanut butter. And he was like, yeah, peanut butter's green. And they were like, peanut butter's not green. What? And so they started digging into it and found out that he was colorblind. And I was, I, oh that was gosh. always interesting to me because he thought that peanut butter was green. I think it was green. I may not be, but like, I know it was peanut butter and it was the wrong color, but I'm almost positive that he thought it was green. And it was like, I, I thought, wow, like I would have never thought of that. Um, and I mean, yeah. I don't, I, that, that's and her, his mom was like, that's so sad, but it wasn't that he didn't see any color. It wasn't like black and white or whatever, but, yeah. and I know that happens for some people, but, and, yeah. but anyway, it was like, it was just <laughs> so interesting to me. So like, you're the only other person I've met besides knowing about his son that was, that actually has that thing. So, and it's, what's really crazy is your graphics that you do are <laughs> stunning. Thank you. Stay so on brand. So like, Kudos. Except for that story. Except for that story. That's but what I everybody knew. Would have thought you did it on purpose. I didn't. I did. It never hit me because it looked like a Pinterest pin. So it was like very similar. But anyway, back to welcome the to the tangent, y'all. Right, yeah. Shiny squirrel just chased a shiny squirrel right down the rabbit hole. Okay, but like so today we're going to talk about throwing away the rule book. And I, I love this topic because Sydney loves this topic and I've talked to this to Sydney about this topic, but I was also on a zoom call with a, a group of ladies yesterday and they were talking about like, what should we do? And like being in this box of rules. And I'm like, but why are we, why are you doing that? Like, well, should we do? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to do? And I got that line straight from Sydney. Let's just be real. And so <laughs> But that's the truth, like throwing mm -hmm. out the rule book. So tell me what that means to you. Like when you talk about, cause you talk about being wildly untamed. When you say that, what does that mean to you? Yes. So I'm going to give a little backstory. If you guys are new to meeting me, my big branding is wildly you. My social media management agency is called wildly you co. I have a clubhouse club. It's called wildly you collective. It's a big part of my branding and where that came about is when you really tap into what makes you just so uniquely you, AKA wildly you, you become really aligned and authentic. And that shows through in your content. And I'm going to talk so much about this today. So buckle up y'all stay tuned. It's going to be so good. Um, but what that means to me is when you move from being wildly you and then incorporate the wildly untamed piece of the puzzle it allows you to actively break free of those rules that you're seeing on your constant scroll of Instagram. Like, let's be real. I know that you listening right now are probably thinking about like the last time you were on Instagram, right? How long were you on there? How many posts did you go and read? How long did you get into the scroll hole? Like your, your thumb was probably a little sore, right? And in that scroll, you probably saw a whole bunch of coaches, social media gurus, people in your industry sharing their successes, right? And sharing probably little tips and tricks on how they got there. But when you start to read that, it, it hits you in a certain way, right? Like you perceive it as 
what they said and how they got to where they are is how you can also get there. But something that doesn't really, it's not taken into account is all of the the divine pieces to that puzzle of their life that they are living the amount of privilege and there's always levels of privilege in everybody's journey the 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 things that were happening like outside of their body like not even between their ears but the pieces of the puzzle like I have a few clients that are blessed with the opportunity to be able to work from home and their husband's jobs cover their bills like that's my situation as well so having that piece of that puzzle, there's a little bit more freedom and free flowing pieces that aren't necessarily taken into account when somebody's sharing their three things that they did to move from a zero K month to a five K month. Right. So then when we're reading their tips and we're like, okay, well, it was just this easy for them. All they did was post magnetic content and all they did was go read books and all they did was play with their kid. Like I'm already doing that. So why is my success not the same as theirs? And here's where breaking free of the rules comes into play. Your goals and your vision on what your life, what you actually want your life to look like will be different than that person that you are reading their post of. And it it should be different because your life is not 100% carbon copied from theirs. None of us are. And I don't know if I'll get into human design in this. <laughs> I'm a hobbyist, you guys. I'm not an expert, but I'm reading and absorbing all the information I can on this. But there's this really cool piece to the human design puzzle where we all have specific human designs that are 100% solely us. And we complete pieces in other people that are not filled in their chart. So that creates this magnetism. So this is like a super tangent, but this is the permission slip to remember that there are people out there that need you exactly like you are. So when you're thinking about your vision and your goals and you get into that comparison loop where you're thinking about Sally down the street who got that 5k month or that 10k month or whatever she's sharing, like her success does in fact mean that you can also have success, but your success and your strategy towards that same success is going to look so different. And here's where the shoulds and the have tos and the checklists and the cookie cutter strategies that a plethora of coaches out there teach need to be just burned at the stake. Like let's burn them up because what this is doing is it's, it's, setting up shop in your brain and it's telling you that you have if you follow these steps and they don't work for you that either you are broken or your business is broken and I'm here to tell you that that is a big fat lie like you are perfect just as you are your business is going to be exactly what you want it to be and it's going to be on your terms so I'm going to pause for a second (laughs) Well, that's so important though, because so you talk about it that I talk about it being aligned in your purpose. And one of the things that has been hitting me hard recently is I've seen a lot of people talking and actually more on my Facebook, like my personal Facebook scroll talking about like the market saturated or whatever. And that kind of hits me. The only way that the market can be saturated is if we're all doing it the same way. Nobody learns the same way. Nobody, um, is going to get to the same, like, we don't, heck, leave your house and drive to the store. My husband takes a different route to the same store than I do. Like, we don't go (laughs) about things the same way, right? So 
the market's only saturated if we're carbon copying our strategies and the ways that we are doing things. Yes, if everybody's teaching the same strategy and the same route, route, whatever, to get there, yeah, the market can be saturated. But if you're being uniquely yourself, if you are living your purpose, if you are being wildly you, the market's not saturated because there's only one of you. So we have to move away from these rules of doing it this way because that will saturate the market. But if you just do it your way, then the market's never going to be saturated because people can learn from you. Your people are not everybody else's people and their person and their people are not your people. And that's completely cool. And a hundred percent and a different way to even look at the, um, the market being saturated is that this is actually a good thing. And this means that there is an abundant need for what you do if you do feel that the market is saturated. So it, it also is rooted in like the scarcity versus abundance mindset. Yeah, for sure. So if you can like acknowledge for those people out there that might be feeling this way, if you can acknowledge when that type of thought process is headed into your brain and you're like, wait a minute, what is actually the good thing that I can see here? And how can I help leverage this for myself and make me feel even more confident and even more clear with who I am, how I serve the people that I want to serve and what that looks like in my dream life. And the thing that I love about this whole wildly you, uniquely you, purposeful part of this is you don't have to do anything. You get to do what you want to do. And that changes everything. In this group I was talking about yesterday, that I was talking to yesterday, it was, one of the questions I got was, what are we focusing on on Instagram? Like, do we have to do reels? And I'm like, you don't have to do anything. There's not a rule book for this. And so like, what does that mean to you? Like if somebody comes to you and they say, well, what do I have to do? I know what your answer is going to be, but tell everybody else what your answer is going to be. The only thing that you actually have to do in your life is breathe and like your heartbeat, right. And like feed yourself, keep your kids alive. Okay. Right. Um, but me as a coach, I like to think of myself as like a, a toddler who likes to ask the annoying questions, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to ask them to you until you are like, literally like, okay, bye, Sydney, like go away. I'm done with you. <laughs> but then the best part of this is that you're going to hear me when you start thinking these thoughts. So Kelly will tell you guys, I will ask you, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Like, What actually do you want to do? And here's how you can like break this question apart because sometimes when people ask you what you want to do, you're like, nobody's asked me that before. Like, I don't know how to answer that. I don't even know how to like go about it because I've always been following what, for example, Jenna Kutcher says that I need to do this on Instagram. Nothing wrong with Jenna Kutcher. But when you have that level of success that she's had from the early stages of the Instagram platform, it changes a little bit of how it's going to work for her. Right. So your strategy is going to look different than somebody like that. So what fills your cup? What is easy to create consistency with? What will showcase your wildly you pieces that make up you? For me, for example, I get so many people replying or sending me my own reels that I've made because I make an absolute fool of myself. Y'all go find me on Instagram, Sydney Delucci. I'm sure Kelly will link it in the show notes as well. But <laughs> um, I announced my next program, which is a mastermind. <laughs> and I announced it on um, the day before 
May 1st. So, you know, I mean, you're all of your people listening to this will know this reference because they are our demographic, but it's going to be May like meme with Justin Timberlake. And (laughs) I learned the dance from the NSYNC song. Um, and I did, I tried to do the dance and at the end of it, I was like, it's going to be mastermind. And I got so many DMS from that because they're like, Oh my God, like, I love your energy. You're so fun. Exactly. And that's what like starts the conversation. So if you could figure out a way to nail those pieces of your puzzle down, what you actually like to do, what your audience feels your energy the most in and how you can create consistency without feeling like you're, you're running yourself to death. Cause the last thing I want for you is to feel like you have to have your phone in your hand, always scrolling Instagram. That's not a life. <laughs> well, let's just talk about like, so if we were to listen to the rule book that Instagram has put out and what we Ooh. should do, like none of us have time for that. The only Instagram, it's I like- would be glad to do this. Listen, I hope you're listening Instagram because I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg's hearing me say this. <laughs> But like, feel free to provide me with an entire social media team. And I will gladly put out <laughs> the four to seven reels, 20 plus stories. And how many posts a week? Like five, five I posts. Think it was like five or seven. Five I don't know. I've like posts, blocked it out of my seven brain. Reels, 20 plus stories. Yeah, no, that's not, that's, that's, that's insane. No one without a full fledged big social media team can do that. Yeah. So that means the rule book's not working for me. So, yeah. and that that is like my, from productivity standpoint, when you talk about create consistency, right? The algorithm does feed on consistency. That is a truth, right? Like they like it to be consistent. Okay. So, and that's good for your audience too. Right. Yeah, they know when to find you. So yes. yes. So, okay. They feed on that. The other part of that is when you start creating this plan, be realistic with the time that you have. Don't say, okay, I'm going to do five posts a week. And that is not in alignment with what your time looks like. If you, so don't bite off more than you can chew and then feel like a failure because you didn't do it. Be realistic about what you can do and then go do that well. That's the key to that. And something else that comes up for me when you're talking about that is to really allow yourself to figure out how you can be the most creative because some of us can't like turn that piece of our brain on, like on demand. Like if you time block and Kelly, I know that you love time blocking. If you time block a time to be creative, like my brain would be like, nope, I want to do it when I want to do it. And my creative brain is not going to show up in that box. And for me, that's too much. So what I do to avoid that thought process is that any reels that I create, because we've established that I like to do reels and they are how I energetically like share my energy with people. I make sure that my reels are extra content and that they are not the consistency that I've developed for my brand. Same thing for me, probably taught by you, but (laughs) I, but it's the same thing for me on that sense, because I don't love doing reels, like, but when I'm feeling it, I can crank out a bunch at one time. And so, but I, that's not, that's not my consistent content. That's bonus content. And that makes me feel good. It also makes me feel like if I'm not feeling that for that day, then that's fine. I don't have to worry about it. And the way that I get away from the creative block with time blocking is that I don't require my creativity to be turned on then. I try to keep a list of what I'm thinking on the regular basis so that when I need to sit down and do that, I don't have to think about it. I can just pull what I've already thought about. Um, But 
let's talk about something else because you and I've had this conversation in the DMs. You and I both posted on Instagram about the conversation we had in the DMs about this. But so another part of being wildly untamed, and you hit on this earlier, like your success doesn't need to look like somebody else's, but we had this conversation that both of us originally had this big goal of like, okay, like six figure earner, seven figure earner was like the, like that it may not have started out being my goal, but then somehow after being in like all the entrepreneur groups and reading all the entrepreneur content that starts creeping in. And then you and I had this conversation about the fact that maybe that's not my goal. Not that I'm not going to be happy if it happens, but maybe that's not the goal. Yep. And y'all, if you're still listening to this at this point in time, and I know you are, we are going to talk about something that's probably going to like ruffle some feathers. So let's hear, like tag us in a story or DM us on Instagram. Let us know what comes up for you when we talk about this, but I'm here to normalize. And I know you are too, Kelly. I'm here to normalize that you can set a goal to just be happy. Hell yes. Like I actually am trying to think of a piece of content, like of of the way to say it, but like, and it's like that, I guess I'm not worried about ruffling feathers, but like, like (laughs) six figure income, happiness, not included. Like, right. It's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. So what Mm. is the goal for you? I'm not saying that can't be a goal, but like six figure income's not enough of a goal because that's not a feeling. And I feel like feelings are more like, how do you feel about that is more important. Yep. And something else that we don't take into account often, and I'm not going to speak for anybody else. So I'm going to talk about myself. Some things that I don't take into account when I'm looking at my goals or like, I'm looking at what her over there on like a similar Instagram account has, you don't take into account the additional stress that comes from Uh those bigger, those Uh bigger goals, like the, the hundred K year, like, yes, give me that. That sounds so cool because everybody's talking about how they did it in a year and like, I'm like, hold my beer. Let me do this in a year too. But also at the same time, is that what I really want? Do I really want to manage a gigantic team or do I want to figure out how to work with my dream clients on a one-to-one standpoint where we are like besties for the resties and I know every piece about them and they come to me with their, their situations. Now that's not creating codependency, (laughs) just something else that you and I talk about, Kelly. (laughs) I'm not talking about you either, by the way, that is not you. (laughs) But you're so right on that because it's so important. What came up for me when you're talking about that is talking about like, feeling like a failure because that, because your income goal, rather than allowing yourself to do what you love, being happy, and then let that take you where it goes. Because there are plenty of CEOs that have like either let, like they, was it Jeff Bezos that I think that let is leaving Amazon? Like he's not going, I mean, I'm sure he's going to have, I think it's him. I probably should have figured that out before I said that, but I'm pretty sure the that only pop culture that I know right now is that Bill Gates and his wife. Split. Yeah. $124 <laughs> billion dollar divorce again, squirrel, but holy crap. <laughs> but this podcast is not where you go for your pop culture updates. Yeah. <laughs> At least talk, this episode. We can, talk, we can talk Grey's Anatomy all day long and Gil, I can talk Gilmore Girls all day long, but like, I'm pretty sure it was Jeff Bezos that said he's stepping away from Amazon. There was one of the big CEOs, but it was basically because of the time commitment. 
And I'm sure, mm-hmm. yes, he still has going to make money. Like, let's not joke. Right. About money. He's not <laughs> like, going to worry about being a six figure income earner. But, <laughs> but I'm sure there's, still, yeah, for real, no, six figure hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but let's, but being real about it though, there are CEOs that are unhappy because yeah. a number on a check doesn't make you happy. And you can't allow an income to define your success because a number on anything doesn't define your success. A number on a scale, a number on the back of a pair of pants, a number on a check, none of Mm. that can be allowed to define your worth, your value, or your success. And so that's one of the reasons that I feel like sometimes focusing on that whatever figure earner is damaging because number one, it also causes like, I'm a big proponent of, and you know, my target, our audience, the people I love to work with are those who are creating their businesses or pivoting their businesses. But I see them daily being afraid to start Mm -hmm. because that number is daunting. And I think that we have to normalize beginning the journey. Yes. That was such a mic drop moment. I don't know what to say to that. No, it's, but it's just so, because those six figure earners didn't start, they didn't start their business today. And then tomorrow woke up and we're like, oh, look, there's $250,000 in my bank account. That didn't happen. They Mm -hmm. started their journey too. And it gets really easy to compare yourself at where you are with them where they are and you're not starting at the same place today. Like you started at the same place at one point. So that's what, one of the things that I've told clients who start getting overwhelmed by that, I'm like, okay, scroll back their Instagram feed, go back right? five years. Oh, please don't do this to mine. No, maybe but go. go look at mine. <laughs> I've told my clients before, scroll back six months. It's a whole different ball game and that's okay. But you it's know like what? the closet to Narnia. Like exactly. Yeah. And I, I have had this Instagram account since like when Instagram started. Same. And like I did archive a lot of posts though probably way should. back when. I probably should. Cause like those over filtered, really bad. Valencia. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of those on my posts and they're still there. They're still there, but y'all, we came from somewhere. We came from somewhere. I don't want to hire someone who only wants to show me where they were today because I need to hear a story. I need to hear a story. I need to know that I can get there because I think it's harder to see somebody who was an overnight success and relate to that than it is to somebody who had their struggles and their journeys and their obstacles and it's because they can relate to me. And when I'm feeling defeated, because no matter what, in, in entrepreneurship, there are going to be days that it's like, why am I doing this to myself? Right. There's going to be minutes all of the time, like <laughs> always. Yeah. And so and, that's yeah, so important. It is. And, oh, okay. So let me find the thought that came up while you were talking about the happiness. So when you start showing up as a leader in your space, you start sharing the pieces that built you to where you are today. Like, I know that you guys have watched a documentary on somebody, some big wig out there. I've been watching, um, oh my God, what is it called? It's called Wall Street, actually, about the Wahlberg, or about Mark Wahlberg and his businesses. And they're doing a documentary on 
um, they started filming the documentary, which was, this was like cold shivers up my spine. They started filming the documentary like months before the pandemic. And then you get to see like the immediate impact of the pandemic on all of Mark Wahlberg's businesses. And granted, like he has tons of privilege because he is a white male celebrity. However, he came from nothing. Like part of the story that they were talking about was that he had hand-me-downs that were, that went through all nine of his siblings or eight of his siblings. I think he is the ninth, but like, those are pieces of the story that you don't actually know. And then they show him, of course, like it's a professional documentary team. I am very certain of it, but they show him like putting the work in, reading the books, actually getting in the businesses and like doing the things to the people. And that speaks so much more to me than knowing the fact that he's a white celebrity male. Right. And it, we can't let that go just in one ear and out the other. Like we need to put that into play in our business and it's okay. Like I've talked about this before, like last year, this time before, before we, I like to point this out before we started getting the the COVID relief checks, like those were nice. I could get, I could get on board with that every week. (laughs) (laughs) But before that was happening, like my, my bank account was like emailing me like multiple times a day, like your account, it has insufficient funds. And I've talked about that so often. And that actually, like when Kelly and I had a, a coaching call earlier and I was looking at my insights while I was walking her through how to look at her insights. And that post where I talked about that had the most clicks on my bio and the most clicks on my website. People were very related to that piece of content. And it's because I was like, listen, like I talk about these big steps up and these big scaling pieces, but it didn't come from overnight success. Like there was something that clicked and it happened internally. And it happened that moment when I decided to be me and I stopped hiding behind other people. Like my story is that I co-own a social media management agency with a former friend. She has openly shared that we are not friends. That was not my doing. I was like, okay, cool. Bye. Um, (laughs) and then I worked for another marketing agency that had to let me go because of COVID. So I always was behind somebody else Mm -hmm. and doing what they wanted and not air quote, being allowed to shine on my own, not necessarily meaning that like they were suffocating me, but at the certain points of my life where I was at that time, that is exactly what I needed. Like I didn't have the capacity. I was dealing with some postpartum depression uh, when I worked for the agency. So that's exactly what I needed. But when I was let go, I, some fire got ignited. It was like this pilot light for like a gas log, um, fireplace. It was always running, but nothing had ever quite like flipped that switch into making it a fire. That was the moment that that became a fire for me. And I decided, you know what, like somebody out there is going to relate with the fact that I freaking love Shit's Creek. Like, let's talk about Shit's Creek. Oh my God, David. And like the, the T-Rex arms, like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how nerdy I am over science. I have a freaking expensive piece of paper on the wall that says I have a bachelor of science and biological sciences. Let's pull those pieces in. And those pieces where I am just so weird. And so me, and I say weird in a loving way, you guys, it's just like how I talk about myself and I love it. It's my confidence, but, (laughs) 
but those are the pieces that get people to stop because that content is so different from what other people have seen. And that is the magnetic piece. And that's, that is, that is being you. And like, I've talked about this before. Like we talk about being on brand all the time, right? Like there's go search Instagram for branding your Instagram and you're going to see thousands of posts pop up. But what if we stop talking about being on brand by being on the the color palette and the fonts and whatever, but what about your voice? I say y'all a lot. Y'all is on brand for me. Gilmore Girls is on brand for me. Fuzzy socks are on brand for me. Coffee mugs are on brand for me. A screaming toddler (laughs) is on brand for me because that's my life. And that is what pulls people in. And that's why you throw the rule book away and just be your freaking self. Like you don't need to do it the way somebody else did. It won't work for you because you're not them. And that is why like this, you know, I talk about Googling and Pinterest surfing your way in business. Those things can be helpful. But at the same time, they can also be damaging because then you start pulling out other people's strategies and it won't work for you because you're missing the ingredient that was important and that's them. And that's Mm -hmm. why I don't love like, this is how you, (laughs) this is going to be like Montel Jordan. This is how you do it. This is is how you do it. (laughs) So, but you can't (laughs) do the Montel Jordan on your business because it has to be how you do it, not how they did it. And like one of the things when clients come to me, one of the things that I see when it comes to being unproductive, right? Like, so they're coming to me with this strategy that they've used and what it ends up being is six different people they follow on Instagram and what they are doing. Yes. And it doesn't work. Yes. And I know every single person out there has, that's listening to this right now has a Pinterest board where they've been shoving all these ideas to. And when you go into the Pinterest scroll, like y'all Pinterest is my favorite. Like, let me just preface this. And a lot of times I'll pin things and they go there to die. But when I'm actually interested in learning things or pulling market research from these pieces, I will find multiple pieces to the puzzle that I'm going to save to the board and then go look at. And you know what happens? How I was thinking that I wanted to do things gets thrown out the window. Exactly. Because Sarah from the influential blog and Jacqueline over here from Influencers Daily, like she's telling me, oh yeah, well, this is how I I gained all of my followers. I did pods and I bought followers and I'm like, girl, that was just like a random example. But I mean, it's nobody saying that. Well, I mean, like we could really get into the follower count too and why it doesn't matter, but Uh, like we we could get into that. But like the, the truth is do what you want to do. And like, like, sure. Are there, are there strategies? Yes. But you can't create, we've gotten to the point where we put the strategy in front of the purpose and the what and the why and the who that you serve none of the strategy matters. It won't work until that wildly you that you talk about or the purposeful that I talk about is in play. Until those two things are there, the plan doesn't matter. It won't work because you're creating a plan to nowhere. Like it doesn't, I, I use this anecdote a lot, but you t- I, like, okay, if your goal for the house is, if the goal, if your goal for the day is to clean your house and you take a rug outside to shake it, And you see all the sticks that have fallen out into the grass and you're like, oh, well, let me just do this. And you spend all day long picking up the sticks. You worked, you completed a task, but it had nothing to do with the goal that you set. So 
it's not what the, it was not purposeful. And it's the same thing. If you do all of these, I'm going to use my phrase. If you do all the things, all the things, but all the things add up to nothing, they were not purposeful. So what if you don't do all the things because somebody said you should do all these things, what's the real purpose of it? And that's like throwing out that rule book and just connecting with who you are and what you're doing and who you're doing it for. That's the wild, the you part, right? That you're talking about. Oh yes. 100%. And those of you listening that are like, okay, well, how do I figure this out? Like I'm, I'm intrigued. What the heck do I do first? So if you are looking for a rule book, there are two that I recommend for you. The first one being, and this is going to be super woo woo, a little bit spiritual, but I don't know that we have time to dive into the human design today. So come find me on Instagram. We can chat about that, but go have a human design reading done. Go pull your free human design thing from mybodygraph.com and see what makes you, you. Yeah. See what makes you, you. So I'm a projector and Kelly is a generator. So by nature, by what makes me, me, I don't have as much energy as Kelly does like to put forth at one time. And this comes into play. And this is actually like a really cool thing that you and I work together because you overwork yourself. Mm-hmm. And I am one of those that's like three hours, girl, I am done for the day. So <laughs> we help each other be better because maybe I need to work that extra fourth hour to get some things done. I can do it because you feel that energy or maybe you need to take a break and here's why you need to take a break. So I fill in those holes that you have and vice versa. So what human design does as your guidebook is it actually shows you what you are naturally good at like your innate abilities and it's it's just so cool so go check that out that's a tangent I'm not going to get on on this episode but another thing that you can do is go get you a copy of Untamed by Glennon Doyle so fun fact I have a mastermind coming out and I actually announced it we start in July of this year excuse me like burping up um, <laughs> my coffee <laughs> I have a mastermind coming out this year in July and it's called Wiley Untamed Mastermind we are going to be burning down all of the rules that you've been learning from the gurus out there and all of the shoulds the coulds the have tos just burning that crap to the ground and allowing you to be actually wildly you so I did not know about the untamed book when I was creating this mastermind And my course creator, she was like, you need to read this book. Like I'm sitting here with you on this VIP day and you're telling me all these things and you don't know of this book. And I'm like blown away. So I've been reading it. And the first chapter of this book, y'all, Glennon opens up this, this book and she's like, okay, we went to, um, we went to a zoo And the first thing that they did with us, they took us to the cheetah enclosure and they had this dirty bunny that like they were going to have the cheetah um, go run after. And the cheetah had like a bestie that was a, a Labrador retriever or whatever. And the lab would run first after the bunny. And then the cheetah would see the lab run and then it would do its thing. Well, the cheetah did its thing. Super cool. Everybody clapped. And then when the zookeepers were talking to the crowd, you could see the cheetah just pacing, okay? And one of the kids was like asking a question to the zookeeper and they were like, does she not miss the wild? Like what, 
is she sad? Is she happy here? Like, do you guys know? And the zookeeper was like, oh no, she's been brought up in captivity. Like she was born in captivity. So she doesn't have any idea what she's missing. All the while you see her pacing this enclosure. She knows what she's missing. She's never experienced it, but she knows exactly what she was born to do. Right. It, it is sad in this like sense, but like, I hope it's giving people inspiration. It's actually giving me like chills because yeah. this is the moment that I was like, freak. Yes. Like, and then this, this chapter ends with you are a, can I cuss? I can make it explicit. Yeah, sure. Okay. I won't. You, you <laughs> are a GD cheetah. And that's how she ended this chapter. And I was like, yeah. And it, yes. when I say it's sad, that comes, there comes like the animal like person to me where I'm like, did you take the cheetah Africa? I think. Right. But what, what was so important about this is that like, she like, was born with the innate abilities to know that she is a cheetah, that exactly. she is a natural born predator. Yeah. So you are born how you are born with everything that you're destined to do and be within you. So all you have to do is just let it but think, but think about why that makes us sad. It makes us sad right. because they're not being themselves. That's what makes it sad. It's not, you know, and yeah, I mean like that part, but it's not, but it should be influential and, and inspirational too, because the part that like hurts my heart is like, but what if a, what if our humanness is trapped behind that fence pacing and never gets out? Like that's mm-hmm. sad. It's the same sad let yourself that out of that step, chain. the the piece that separates us from the cheetah in this situation is that we have the ability to acknowledge and do something about it we have the choice whereas i mean i guess the cheetah could attack all of her zookeepers and get herself out let's be sad about that too <laughs> <laughs> i mean let's see what what extent we're gonna go to here but That's like probably not good but the- <laughs> and but i am reading the book i'm reading right now it's called the middle finger project and i would have to oh. look yeah, it's yeah, and it's but it's it's kind of similar, and I would have to look at the author's name. I will also put these two books in the show notes. But um, she is talking about how she was taught to be a good corporate girl, and and she named her corporation the Middle Finger Project. That is the name of her corporation because she is flipping off what she should do. <gasps> yes, and how to do that. Yeah, that needs to be one on your um on your list too. It's really good. Um, and it's why don't about- I have brand photos with middle fingers? Yeah. Right. There you go. They, all I'm right. going to send you the picture of this book and I will put all of these books in the show notes, but it it's really good. And it, it was also about throwing the rule book out the window because feeling like we should do something is a belittling feeling because it's like, it's just so hard to push that down. And so this entire episode, y'all, is it, what I hope, and I know what Sydney hopes you get from this, is that you don't belong in a box. You don't belong behind a fence. And it give yourself permission to just go be yourself. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of courage. So if that feels daunting to you, just take little baby steps at a time. You can do that. And then I know that Kelly and I will be here for you every step of the way. Yeah. So, but this was good. This was fun. Okay. But I have to ask you, and I'm going to ask you while I'm on a microphone so that you have (laughs) to stick to it. Um, But so you brought up human design, so it's on you. So let's, um, let's book another one for a few, maybe in the next couple months and you come on and you talk human design. 
Okay. I'm not an expert, you guys. I'm learning about it. So I will tell everybody about my human design expert too that there I, you go. That there I you love. Go. Yeah, maybe she can join us. It would be fun to do Ooh. all three. That would be fun. Would Let's be do fun. it. Okay, let's do it. All Thank right, you for having me. Yeah, that was it was a blast. And um, you might be tired of my face because we've seen each other for a hot minute today, but that's okay. It has been an awesome time. And so y'all, thanks for listening. Sydney, thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to, to hear this one live. Y'all yeah. catch up with me on Instagram and go review Kelly's podcast on iTunes. Yeah, go get a, a review. And uh, Sydney has a podcast called- oh. The Wildly You podcast. Um, find her on Instagram. And if this mastermind sounds right up your alley and you're ready to burn the rule book to the ground, how can they get in touch with you on that? It goes live in July. This this comes out in May. So you've got time. Yeah. So if you're interested in burning the rule books to the ground, figuring out what makes you you, doing the inner work, learning from the best of the best in the industry so that you can apply what they teach you in a way that is wildly you, that is a very important piece. Yeah. and have one-to-one access to me throughout the whole time, you can check my bio on Instagram. There will be a link that takes you directly to the sales page. Or if you want to bypass that, if you're like, heck yeah, I'm in, and just shoot me a DM on Instagram and we can get you all set up. Yep. And all these links are right below in the show notes. Sydney, thank you. This was a blast. Thank you. Bye y'all. That's it, y'all. You're all caught up for the week. Make sure to subscribe so you can stay the same for next week. I'll talk to you soon.